Hello and welcome to episode 494 of the Leadcast Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Thinking Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Back to back Tuesdays, baby. We did it again. Back to back Tuesdays. We're a Tuesday podcast now. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. Wednesdays for nerds. <laughs> uh, no, we're just doing it a bit early. Uh, we got some flights to catch again. Um, so we'll be, uh, we'll be doing that. Um... Cool. Before we get into the show, uh, we've got... Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, we've got uh, a new month, so we're going to read out a full list. We've got three new patrons. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of cast news. We've got some new news, finally. Um, just a little bit, though. Not not too terribly much. We've got three... Is that three? One, two, three. Count them. Three mm-hmm. stars? Dang. No, that's so, 15 stars. That's 15 five. stars. <laughs> that's, wow. that's quick math right there. <laughs> So we'll be we'll be reading the stories. Um, we'll talk about competitive league for a little bit, uh, and then uh, close it up with roundtable and mail fight. Um, before we get into the show, though, Aiden, how was your week? Mike was good, Nick. Um, I, we usually go through the list of character uh, people, don't we? Or do we not do that? Do we do that after? I think I think we do that after. Yeah, yeah we do that after. I don't know how I don't know how our show works. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. we're, we're, we're I, just figuring this out at episode four ninety. I was yeah. also not one hundred percent confident. So <laughs> it makes sense though, because then I put the timestamp after if people want to like yeah. skip all this shit. Um, mm-hmm. But my week is good. I played League of Legends. I am at Diamond two forty six points on Sheesh. my lowest ranked account. I am nice Diamond Ooh, one zero points on my main account, and Uh-oh. then I am Diamond one forty six points on my Smurf. Is that good or bad? So I saw you were playing some games, and I saw that some of them. I lost didn't a couple so games, hot. dude. I was so mad. <laughs> I, I I rage posted in our Discord. I fucking rage posted in the disc, if you know what I mean. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah. Um. No. I, yeah. I saw. I saw a little. Uh. No. Who is immortal? Immortal. Yeah. He's like, you okay, bud? Like, you okay, bud? Because <laughs> uh, you just said something like an open-ended statement. It was something <laughs> like right? along the lines of. What the fuck? League is a zero skill game. Doesn't matter if you're silver. If you're silver, you're master. No skill. Actually zero. <laughs> this game sucks or something. <laughs> uh, so anyways, on my on my main account, it was like D3 or whatever. And then I won like 14 out of 15 games in a row and got myself up to like D1 50 points or something. Uh, and then I lost every game down to zero. One of the games I lost, though, I learned that there's a group of people called Pike Smite. It's a clan. It's kind of like L9. It's called Pike, Pike Smite. Smite. Okay. Pike Smite, yeah. Um, and they have a Twitter account where they have an int list. Um, and what they are is they're some high yellow players, some like low diamond players. Um, but what they ha- do is they have a community where they're given accounts by high yellow players that don't want to play on those accounts anymore. Um, or like they get them themselves or they buy them or whatever. And mm. then all they do on those accounts is find people who are playing who are on their int list get in their game and then int them uh by taking smite on characters that aren't good and they do it in a way so they can't get banned they say um well actually it's a strategy where i'm playing support and i take my jungler's first blue buff with the intent to gank um because and then i get kills because it's like a good way of me using my my uh the resource from the map right uh they don't get banned for it because they don't type anything negative whatever right uh but they have an int list and they have reasons for inting like dog shit at the game uh fucking boosted like shit like that right um anyways (laughs) wait am i on that i mean don't we all don't we all have a list (laughs) i i get into the game though right and 
they have an Aurelian soul with Smite on their team. And the guy's name is like Uh-oh. Pike Smite or something like that. I'm like, and he keeps fucking all chaps to me. Follow my Twitter to look to see the updated int list. Uh, and I'm like, oh, cool, free win. We lost that game. He took the, the Aurelian <laughs> Soul jungle, took their jungler's blue buff level one, ganked top, killed me. Uh, our bottom lane lost the 2v1. Fuck. <laughs> well, their Aurelian Soul support who has Smite is roaming the map, killing our team. Uh, and we just lost. Our team was just so mad at each other. No one wanted to play. Uh, and it, it's just crazy. The fact that you can lose a game at master tier um, with an perp, someone who is on the enemy team with the intention of inting someone That's on their insane. team and lose that game just sometimes shows me sometimes it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter how, how well the game goes. Like, there's He's lost zero it. Skill. <laughs> um, but, He's gone. He's dead. He yeah. finally broke. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. That sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was very interesting. Um, but I'm I'm not tilted anymore. Uh, my uh, highest rank count is still like 50 points D1 or so. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that, and uh, I've been enjoying the game uh, since for the most part. I definitely think I need to play a little bit less. I've been spamming too much games, but maybe I'll spam some more until I finish the pass and then take like a little break. But uh, it's been fun, especially since Tom Kench is very good. Um, I definitely he's don't think he's as OP good. as people think, but I think he's probably needs nerfs. But. Yeah. Uh, that's another uh, discussion. <laughs> uh, what about you, Colton? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so my week, not a whole lot of league. I uh, I got in a few ARAMs one night just to try and grind out some of the pass rewards because I bought the pass and have not gotten really anything out of it <laughs> yet. Uh, so trying to even out that purchase a little bit. No ranked, really, no TFT. Uh, mainly been working on the condo with Rachel, so we've been... Uh, doing some drywall refinishing on the ceiling after I scraped up all the popcorn ceiling nonsense. We had to refinish so we can paint, and we finished the floors and getting uh, you know light fixtures installed and all that good stuff. So been a, a lot of super fun and messy, dusty work. Uh, but that's really about it. Um, had a work thing down in Houston the other day, so got to sit on a real bumpy bus in like 105 degree weathers for a few hours to get down to Houston and then go back. Ugh. So that was just awful. Apparently on the way back, he accidentally turned the heater on and didn't realize it for like an hour. <laughs> I think that's accidentally crazy. turned the heater on. Who's I guess the button, here? he like, <laughs> he bumped it with his <laughs> knee or something and like it we couldn't tell because we just thought the ac wasn't working great because it, it wasn't to begin with <laughs> and so we're houston's like really hot <laughs> yeah it was fucking terrible on the way back man Fuck. like we were all just wanted to like die and go home that sounds terrible <laughs> but we still had a few more hours on the road <laughs> um but yeah that was uh i think really the majority of my week, so I'll hand it on over to you, Nick. What you been up to? Um, so this week I went to um, a beach with uh, my girlfriend and her family. Um, we spent, uh, well, she spent the whole week there. I spent um, the latter half of the week, and then we drove back. Did you do some swimmies on the Yeah, beach? some swimmies. Uh, there was a pool there, which is really nice. Um, like I, I kind of feel like, so I, I'm not a huge like beach person or... or um, uh pool person anyway but i kind of feel like being at the beach is a little bit overrated hot take um but the pool was really nice the pool was really nice and it was hot as fuck of course oh Um, always (laughs) so being in either one was preferable to to 
either. Yeah, so being on the scalding yeah. earth. Um, <laughs> so that was fun. We drove back. Uh, um, just got back uh, Sunday. So that was most of my week. Um, I think that's just about it for me. Oh, I've been playing um, Darkest Dungeon on uh, on the Switch. That game is fucking hard. Uh, but I'm enjoying it a lot. It's really fun. So I Have you yeah. tried turning the brightness up? Oh, oh. No, I didn't yeah. realize that was I said way easier. I've heard that that oh, makes the game really easy. That, does that, that kind of feels like cheating, though, right? It is. A, a little bit, yeah. Okay. yeah. That's what the IGN but, you know, guide they... says, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, say, Turn up the brightness to max and play the game in a very bright room, and it's easy. <laughs> the Game Informer. Um, yeah. Nice. If um, you don't want it to affect your achievements, just play in a really, really bright room. <laughs> So that's it for my week. Um, let's move on with the show. Colton, you wanna you wanna hit us with the the wall of support? Ooh, I can do that. But first, I'm gonna announce our new patrons. Oh yeah, true, true, true. Jetledge, Doctor Nolly, and Brendan W. I uh, I did a, a, a review of Jetledge's profile on GG. Cinch him out. Good. Yeah. What do you grade him, uh, dude? Um, a a plus Ooh. man plays only Leona Gallio support. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's what's up. After my own heart, that's in sick. in in forwards the only direction. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so with that being said, uh, read out the wall of support for all of our wonderful patrons, like we do every month. We've got Aaron, Adam, and Dorky Owl, Adrian, Adrian, sadly not a Joshua. Aodin, Armis, Arsonist, Ashley, Asmo, Atsuko, Ban Yumi, Beer Better, Bellator, Benjamin, Benjamin, Big Peen Sheen, Blooper, Boats and Bros, Brendan, Bright Equinox, Brother Dust, Caleb, Kane, Cameron, Chaz, Chris, Cocola, Corey, Corey, Courtney, Cowboy, Dalton, Dowski, but actually an Alex, Dan, Daniel, Danny Stormit, Dante Boy, Dapper Dodge, David, Dakar, Devin, Diggity Daxter, Dippy, Dominic, Dr. Dre, 1223, Dr. Nolly, True, Dr. Hufferfer, Dr. Professor Goober, Dream Villain J, Dylan, Elisaga, Elliot, Elliot, Inebriated Otter, Foxlow, Franco, Fritz, Frozen Ninja, Gavin, Gamer Wolf, Grey White, Hardstuck, Heimerdinger, One Trick, H Fire, Hungry Italian, I Am 3D Ski, Ian, Isaac, It's In My Veins, Jacob, Jake, Jamal, James, Jaziel, Jeff, Jetledge, JFK was Quickscoped, Jigmink, Joey B, John, Jorge, Jordan, Josh, but not a Josh, 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 Joshua, Josh, Joshua, 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 also there's one more Joshua, uh, Justin, Carson, Chaos Reaper, Kennedy, Kevin, Kirk, Klon, uh, Klon Amy, Colby, Conrad, Lacona, Levi, Leviathan, Little Barnabas, Little Lorian, Lofi, Luis, Luca, Lucas, Lucky Ducky, Mark, Marshall, Matthew, Metridium, Michael, Amkethius, Molly, Mr. Ginger, Mountain Drew 4444, Nathan, Nathaniel, Nikoj, Niall, uh, Nicholas, Niku, because it's meat in Japanese, Noah, Orden, Papa Kush Ivern, Pards Bay, Saigonic, Puff Clouding, Purple Play Panda, Pike is Support, Raphael, Rattlesnake Jake, Rebecca, Red Lefty, Ricardo, RJ, Ryan, 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 Scarecrow Jones, Scott, Secretly a Josh, Selfius, Setback, Shadow, Skep, Skydrill, 
Smegmork, Sodafish, Spartle, Speedy Spikes, Stu, Stuart, Sunny, Swain the Josh Main, Sharko, T-Hubs, Tanner, Thane, The Last Samurai, The Slater, Thomas, Thoriander, Titties and Bitties, T-Scott, T-Salty, Tuned Can, Ty, Victor, Walter, Womper, Wyatt, Zod, Zach, Zachary, Zachary, and Juman. Jesus, it gets longer every month. Yeah, I feel like the names switch up. Are you guys out here constantly changing your Patreon <laughs> names? Hey, good job, Colton. I feel like every time I read it, I'm like, how do I not recognize half of these? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Am I dumb? I'm dumb. Josh's are so funny every time. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good uh, old Josh's. Awesome. Aiden, you want to tell us about uh, LeakCast News? Yeah, we can hop actually right into the LeakCast News. Um, so for LeakCast News, I don't think there's too, too much. I think we have a Zed Talks going up on our YouTube channel very shortly. So that will be in the next like week or two. I don't remember the exact date. I'll have it for you guys next week if, if, I, ever, if I don't remember. If I... I don't remember. I'll maybe remember next week. <laughs> um, but make sure to check that out, or you can go to our Patreon and subscribe for $1 to check all those out. We're going to record um, this month and next month in the next couple weeks. Uh, I have a little bit of free time, so we can record those, get them up. Uh, we're getting close to the end, so we'll have to start spicing shit up soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the new plays video went up on Sunday. You can go check that out some pretty fucking hype plays actually this month lots of Ak- uh akshan plays uh fucking the be- the the last one is so good <laughs> it's an anti-akshan mm-hmm. play though uh, <laughs> but it's, it's good um so make sure to check that out on our youtube channel uh everything's popping uh yeah poggers finally made it into one Hell um yeah. <laughs> uh Cool. Let's get into the new news. So first off, Riot's taking this week off to recharge, so there should be a patch this week. However, um, it'll be next week while they uh, they take this week off. Um, do you guys want to talk about Sentinels of Light or Action first? Uh, let's talk about Sentinels of Light first, and then we'll talk about Auction sure. a little bit, yeah. Uh, so the Sentinels, Sentinels of Light event is ending, um, and with it came a final cinematic, um, which... Uh, I think the best description of it is extremely condensed. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, it it kind of wrapped up the end of the visual novel into cinematic form, uh, and a lot of people are not happy about this one. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So like my main complaint is that it feels like a large amount of things happen in five minutes, right? Like. Uh, spoilers for those who haven't watched the five-minute cinematic or haven't followed the story, but Viego mm-hmm. shows up, fucks shit up, goes to another area, like portals to another realm, gets stopped, and everything goes back to normal in five minutes. So, like, it goes from there being kind of, like, kind of bad to, oh, shit, shit's fucked, to everything's good in five minutes, which is a crazy short amount of time, in my opinion, um, yeah. for, like, that to happen. Um, but it was like still good. Like I still enjoy just riot cinematics. Like they're always fucking good. Like I, I would have preferred it in like three shorter versions. Like one of them being Viego killing Senna and Gwen. The second one being Akshan and them rescuing them. And then the third mm-hmm. one being how everything gets restored. I'd rather have three rather than like, holy fuck, this movie took place really quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, or even or even just two, honestly, like yeah. before the portal and after the portal. <laughs> yeah. Um as for like the actual visual novel, I, I think it was cool. Like I, I think the Spirit Blossom version of it was done better. Um mm-hmm. like last year. It felt very new and very exciting. This year it very much felt like a 
this is a great fucking way to sell skins. Um, and I think that's kind of evident in the fact that I don't think most of the visual novels canon, uh, most of the characters at least. So from my understanding, the canon part is all the characters that are in the cinematic and in all the promotional art. So like uh, Senna, Lucian, uh, Gwen, Akshan, Vayne becoming a Sentinel Light, and Grey's becoming a Sentinel Light. And then the ruined characters that are canon, to my understanding, is just Viego. Thresh is kind of in there lore-wise. And then Pantheon gets ruined, is oh, my interesting. idea. Um, meaning there's no ruined misfortune, there's no sentinel of light pike there's no sentinel of light rengar there's no sentinel of light diana that's all just like hey we're making skins out of this event which i think is fine but it very much clutters up what is real and what is not right of like the lore mm-hmm. yeah that's odd i i didn't realize that like they were making some of it canon some of it not that is really weird and i know somebody on our discord had brought up a comment about how they done my boy my boy Yorick wrong, mm-hmm. um, and I I personally don't really care that much about Yorick because he <laughs> spoiler alert he's not my boy Yorick players are <laughs> the devil, um, but like seeing that take on it as someone who like do, from someone who does like Yorick and like cared about his lore it really seemed like they just cut that character short and particularly that like he was making choices that that character wouldn't make. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. It, it's just weird. Um, Like, I mean, no matter what, I'm always happy with stuff. Their skins all look fucking awesome. The it cinematics are all awesome. Everything to come out of it was really cool. It just yeah. is weird that if you're trying to have a conversation with someone, it's not weird for them to go, oh, my favorite part of the event was that when in the lore, like, misfortune gets ruined and, like, uh, yeah. Pike and whatever. And they're like, oh, well, actually, that's not actually canon. That's it. just, like, a written story so that they could write misfortune into the thing is so they could make a skit and they go oh that's mm-hmm. weird well what about graves graves doesn't seem like he'd be a sentinel of light no he actually is a sentinel of light he actually in the lore gets <laughs> the sentinel gun and it's just weird right <laughs> having those distinctions yeah, i guess that is really weird yeah but i mean i don't know it's something that they'll improve on always i'm, I'm really happy with like everything that came out of it it just is a little bit confusing i think was the main thing i guess mm-hmm. i i can't wait for some uh like this is just make, it's making me think towards the the iceberg or round table from last week, which I'm sure we got some great answers. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that this event has got a whole bunch of people with theories going. Yeah, no, it's super cool. I mean, I hope I hope they keep doing like world lore events because I don't think any of us uh, any of us are people who care too much about the lore overall in League of Legends, right? Yeah. But it's still cool seeing characters that we like having development to like their story and stuff, right? Um, I, I feel like that's just something that people just enjoy in general, right? And I, w- I would love yeah, to see more really, of that. <laughs> what's, like, your number one top goal? Like, you wish Riot would do this? Because hmm. I know mine. I guess... I want... I want. Go ahead. I was going to say, I guess probably, like, Diana, like, Leona, like, Lunari, um, Solari, like, so, type stuff, I guess, yeah, is probably the most interesting. But once again, up. like, any character they touch on would be interesting. I feel like my immediate ones that I go to are that and then, um, like fresh sent illusions off and that's just because that's the only lore that i really know because they actually like do it right i feel like anything they do is gonna be mm-hmm. great like when they come out with um arcane the animated series this like year or maybe mm-hmm. it got pushed next year like holy fuck i bet vijinx victor lore is gonna be so fucking cool but i haven't gotten any yet oh for sure for sure but yeah what i want is for them to do an event about victor and his arm 
starts holding like a little Victor robot that has an even smaller arm that shoots the laser. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's he like the Victor arm just has a little Victor doll that also has another arm and they high five. And it's, it's pretty everything. cool. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. You're or, right. Or his arm just has another arm coming out of it. <laughs> it shoots arms. <laughs> yeah. His arm just throws other arms. That's at funny. You. It throws all the prototypes. That's funny. Um, so that's that's Sentinels. Do we want to talk about Akshan? Sure. We're going to talk about Akshan a little bit. Uh, what are your guys' initial thoughts, I guess, uh, about him? So my initial thought is I think he kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I think he has the potential to be really, really good. But I think um, he kind of – I so I haven't played him in a solo lane or anything like that. But he kind of seems like he would be – be very bad in a solo lane mm-hmm. uh, i'm sorry in a, in a duo lane um and, and i feel like he just is a worse ad carry solo laner than like quinn lucian Vayne, like that sort of thing yeah so i'm not like i don't know i, I think like he fills the niche that is already filled i guess mm-hmm. uh and doesn't do anything like super spectacular that that they don't yeah, that, that's fair. Here? Also, his auto attacks feel so fucking weak. I do think Holy a shit. huge <laughs> issue with him is that he's one of the most clunky characters I've ever seen in my life, which yeah. I think you have to play a lot to understand. Maybe he f- will feel a little bit less clunky, but the auto attack thing is weird. The fact that... You know how Lucian, when you cue something like or use an ability, it like double autos and it will go to... like the, Say if you kill one minion, it will like go hit the next yeah. minion. His does that as well, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> like, if you're at a range of it, it won't kinda do it, weird. but it's just, it's just very strange. And then it's like, Hookshot has, like, super weird interactions, and apparently doesn't really work with, if you have um, auto attack on, it, like, fucks it up and stuff. Oh, um, interesting. But oh, but it, he's clunky, I guess, is the main thing. But, uh, Colton, have you played yes. with or against him yet? Uh, I know you haven't played, like, that much I, league recently. Yeah, no, I haven't played any with or against Akshan, but my initial thoughts is that uh zillion is the superior revived character (laughs) way cooler better hair better story better dance moves um all around top tier s plus akshan b minus yeah Um, yeah i i yeah i think he's okay Uh, i'm sure he'll get buffed his q feels dog shit as well it just doesn't do any damage whatsoever yeah so I might have a different opinion, and mine's completely fucking biased off of watching one video. And I don't think that's good analysis, by the way. Don't get me okay. wrong. Like, I, I completely understand that there's sure. issue with, issues with that. But, so there's a creator on YouTube by the name of Lol Dobby, who I, like, really like his videos. And he mm-hmm. has videos on how Korean players are playing characters, right? Like, how Korean players are using Gwen, how Korean players are using whatever character, right? Okay. And his video on Akshan makes me think Akshan's OP. <laughs> <laughs> which is a lot to go off of like one thing but it so the korean build currently is you're maxing e um okay. your, your hook shot and you're kind of using your q as just a way to proc passive procs sure. like the whatever and the main reason why he's so strong first of all is the fact that his e has way too much fucking damage in it and gives him insane mobility as soon as you like figure out how to like make it like feel less clunky mm-hmm. uh, when you use it weird um, dude you're talking about akali right yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> but like you know and it resets on kills um but the main thing is is that his trading pattern in lane once you get it down is crazy because if you're going to get hit by something you just double auto 
right? If you're not, sorry, if you're not going to hit by something, you just double auto and you do like a ton of damage. If you're going to get hit by something, you cancel the auto and get movement speed and allows you to dodge pretty well every like thing that a mid laner Oh, interesting. Throw. So it's, it's really cool. As soon as you figure out, like you have to be really good mechanically, I think, to be able to yeah. like, say you're playing in Cinder, right? If she's going to queue, if she's about to queue, um, you have to use your, you have to cancel the auto to get the movement speed to dodge. If she's not going to queue, you double auto and you do like just more damage than her. Uh, Interesting. So, like, it's really cool seeing like these challenger players like play though. Um, I think he's probably one of the fucking hardest characters in the game to like learn, but holy fuck, man. The fact that I think he's going to be strong without his revive passive, which scares me because I think he should be a character that needs his revive passive to be strong because i feel like that's a huge power budget ability um, yeah in a game but i don't think that's actually that needed to be honest like in his uh like to have be have him be strong just just from watching that video once again completely based off of me watching a 10 minute video explaining how people are playing him at challenger level in korea right yeah Which, but yeah. um but once again like these are some of the best solo queue players in the world right and if they've learned how to play him to a decent level then I'm scared, man. Trickle down League of Legends is always fucking scary. <laughs> Interesting. I'm huh. excited though. Like, I I think he's like really really strong once you get the hang of him. Um, I want to like mm-hmm. spam a ton of games on him, but he's also not my playstyle at all, and I also think he's too hard for my tiny brain. But he's... I can't wait. I can't wait for people to start flaming like <laughs> LCS players. Like, you should have canceled that auto for the move speed. Yeah. <laughs> um... You're so bad. He is he is very difficult. Uh, Aiden and I play, <laughs> played a game of uh, Action Trundle Bot Lane. Um, did we win that game? We did win that game, but because our our random pl- like, car- soul carried the game. Like uh, he was oh, playing Chop Wukong, and then he like fucking got twenty. Oh kills, yeah, so. the Wukong popped off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, and, and I played him once in I think the the Spellbook game mode. So it's not the best example. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He has, uh, I, I think his damage is a little bit limited, but for the things that he offers, like, you know, maybe, maybe it should be. So yeah. I don't know if that's a, a bad thing. Um, but I, I'm sure this character is going to be like, I I don't know, probably pick ban once, once people figure it out. At the very least, I want you guys to watch that LOL Dobby video after the yeah, show, yeah. Uh, or our listeners as well. Like, I, I'm usually pretty skeptical about stuff. Like, right, like I watched like his the video on like whatever character, right? And they like show a lot of cool interactions of what people do, and I go, eh, well, how practical is that? Is like whatever, right? But this scares me. <laughs> Just like hmm. I think my opinion of this character was so fucking low that seeing people do well with it and do stuff that I wouldn't expect. I would never expect a max E, by the way, on that character. Um, scares me. It's just me. so much damage if you if you hit it. And the Q yeah. is like, the Q is so bad. Yeah, and I, I think it's very much like, as soon as you learn like where, where you should be hookshotting, where you're going to yeah. end up when you hookshot, how to get around stuff, how to never like just slam into walls all the time. That's what I did every single time I tried playing him mm-hmm. when we played him together. Um, he's going to be slippery and very, very strong. Like one of the fucking things they show in the video, um, like, once again, I want to just talk about this video for the entire, like, mm-hmm. segment, uh, segment. but for, you know, his stealth, how you can perma-stealth if you're on a wall, right? Yeah. So, meaning, like, you use your W and you run all the way down bottom lane or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. What they're doing is they use it like they're going to go into bottom lane, but just sit in mid lane on the wall, in lane. Oh, interesting. Like... <laughs> You and can you just, just put sit- so much pressure on the map without actually sacking anything. Yeah, you're sitting in lane, getting EXP, threatening pressure globally, but you're in lane. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. Like, 
Oh, dude, having perma stealth is is <laughs> it's a little spooky. I, I almost Weird feel like how they took that out of the game back in season two when it was probably yeah. I almost feel like Eve- like Evelyn Mid should be played like uh, uh, for a similar reason. Yeah, you know? but it's it's I crazy. I, all I'm saying is like if you see good players playing this character. Ooh, we're in for some fucking heat, especially if they keep buffing him. The fact that they've done two hotfix buffs yeah, already... that's le- scary. ...leads me to believe they're probably going to actually buff him on patch, and then, mm-hmm. ooh, who knows from there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyways, sure. Akshan's cool as fuck. I, I think he's one of my favorite character, like, uh, releases in a while, even though I think he's very hard to play. But not as cool as Zillion, though, right? <laughs> Zillion is the coolest revived character, I'll give you that. Thank you, thank you. I just need I need that for my own dignity. I think Genevieve is the coolest one. Yeah. Shut up, Nick. Get it? She's a bird. Birds are lame. Ice yeah. cold. Ice cold. Um, Good one. Cool. Also, I want to do a quick little mention about Legends of Uterra, their new um, Saltwater Scourge lab. Uh, I did my first one today. It's super fun. Yeah. It's, um, like almost Slay the Spire esque. I wish you I wish you had to like lock yourself into one path. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, you go through a bunch of encounters, you get to have a bigger say in, like, actually crafting and, and uh, deck building um, as you go. And uh, the fights are, are hard, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, I finally, so my first one was a, a Swain mid-boss, and I finally got the Karma one. I'm excited <laughs> to give it a shot. Uh, but Gangplank is no joke at the end. Yeah. Gangplank Gangplank's no big joke. Chad. Like, you gotta watch I out. only played two of them, Nick, and I got mm-hmm. I, I died no, I got I got karma for both of them, right? Um in my first yeah. time I got fucking wiped by karma. And I also didn't like like revive myself and then you can do it as many times as you want, by the way. Uh like you can play. Yeah, that's I, I think I died three times on my on my first one. Yeah, I just I like restarted little... or whatever. But um yeah. Karma Karma <laughs> She just starts the game at 10 mana and just fucking casts 1,700 spells level one. <laughs> and they're all, like, duplicate spells because she's already 10 mana. So yeah, her, she's enlightened. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's just the craziest thing. I do think that, once again, I've only played two, so maybe I just got lucky with how strong my deck was in the second one. It feels like there should maybe be difficulties or there should be punishments for farming everything on the entire map. Um, because it very much felt like there's no downside for me to farm the entire map for, like, upgrades, levels, gold, whatever. Um, because it's not like the enemies get strong. I'm just getting stronger unless I'm just I guess you're wasting time is like the only downside but yeah um, and as long as you save a heal uh, yeah. encounter for just before the boss fight I don't think there's anything yeah about it feel, very much feels like one of those things where like if I want to go farm this other thing maybe the like gangplank should be leveling up on the other side of the map as I'm like doing it or something so like if I rush all the yeah. way to gangplank maybe he's like easier but I'm gonna have a weaker deck um, whereas if I farm the entire thing it feels like you can get like a lot of passives that just kind of like make shit bonkers but once again sample size of two games so <laughs> yeah that's... i do think that what you're describing is a pretty common like mechanic in roguelikes that yeah. i hate to see done wrong or not at all where yeah you're like there there should be some level of decision where it's either like you have a fixed amount of time or if you are given the option to farm everything there should be a balance there yeah, and it could be a balance of, like, whatever, right? Like, Binding of Isaac does it 
like you get denied bosses if you don't get to something by a certain time uh risk of rain does it by making everything Just scale up with time right hard, yeah every every like roguelike will uh, roguelike uh game will do it in its own way i just feel like this one doesn't really have that mechanic and it very much feels like unless you're just trying to rush through it like there's no reason not to farm shit um which isn't yeah. a bad thing and once again it's just a lab mode this isn't the fucking main game <laughs> but uh it's really cool overall it is really cool i think um i think lab is is a great way to like learn cards and uh get to try out a bunch of stuff um, yeah i had a uh the first one i did was a tom kench Callista viego deck which is really fun um it just centered around like my own units have to die <laughs> like that was it yeah but it was uh it was super sick i sacrifice karibo and summon blue eyes yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> viego's a nuts character holy shit yeah um but yeah i think in, uh, in league of legends your legends <laughs> are or both? both the champ's wild um Fucked in every game he's in oh no true so uh, let's move on to the five stories. Our first one is from Turtle Master number one. Best Tom Kench podcast, five stars. Unbench the Kench, can you, unclog the... Can you say these all in a Tom Kench accent? No, please, please don't. Oh, uh, unbench oh. the Kench... You no. Know. Unbench <laughs> the Kench, unclog the frog, unload the toad, uninhibit the ribbit. Hell yeah. I feel like that uninhibit, is, it's one too many syllables. But... Thanks, it should Master. just be inhibit the rivet, but that doesn't go. That goes <laughs> yeah, against. It should, yeah. That's like the reality, yeah. right? <laughs> inhibit the rivet. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's been nerfed. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, next five starry is from Stinglot, the best podcast. Five stars. The hosts are great. A solid ten out of ten. Their discussions are helpful for learning about the game. However, I managed to get away from the game for a month, but hearing these guys talk about the game had me gagging to play again. They're just too good at talking about the game. Sting I love the third one so much. I'm going to read it. So This one's okay. uh, titled Easy Listening. It's a five-star review. And it's from HG Ducky. It says, decent chemistry, mostly engaging content. Uh, love the Kench uh, love the Kench love in the pod. Just picked up Lucian bot for fun. Am I hindering myself? No, you're not hindering yourself. Lucian's like, he's definitely better solo lanes, but he's pretty good yeah. uh, bottom. But I just think it's so funny. Five-star review, decent chemistry, mostly it's engaging. Right. It's pretty... Like I, I put it on when I'm driving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I feel like he's trolling. He's. <laughs> I would hope so, but uh, either way, uh, we appreciate the listen and we appreciate the review. It's also cool that you gave us five stars. Uh, I like that yeah, a lot. Thank yeah. you so much. I'll work on my chemistry so that I can do better. Yeah. You guys ever wonder why the uh, the only reviews we read are five stars? <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> cool. Awesome. Uh, let's talk about competitive league. Yeah, we can hop right into that. So it's it's a little bit longer of a discussion, but we'll mm-hmm. uh, talk about it a little bit. So the first thing uh, that we want to talk about is... Actually, do you guys want to talk about playoffs in general first? Sure. Um, so yeah, that's a good way to do it. The playoffs has like locked bracket for both LEC and LCS. Yeah. Um, so we'll quickly go through LEC because I've watched almost zero of it this season. Um, Misfits versus Rogue is the first upper bracket uh, round, and then Mad versus G2 is the other one. The first lower bracket, uh, sorry, the only lower bracket round is Fnatic versus um, Team Vitality. Um, yeah, I, I mean, once again, I don't think any of us have watched LEC that much this season, but no, uh, I know it was like, I know people are like saying Fnatic look fucking rough, so apparently they like speed ran their way from like third to like sixth this week or like the last couple weeks so uh, that's interesting because they also speed ran from like eighth to third (laughs) yeah earlier (laughs) yeah but um sorry we don't like watch too much lec uh 
I don't think any of us are super into uh, LCS or LEC right now, but if yeah. we do get into it, we will talk about it. It's one of those things where we don't want to talk about stuff that we're not super engaged in just for like the sake of talking about it. So um, LCS, though, I think we're a little more engaged in LCS. Uh, we can quickly talk mm-hmm. about the bracket um, here. I'm going to pull it up on the actual wiki because the League of Legends esports page sucks wiener for looking at That's brackets. Um, Ooh. So the first, fire. so there's a, a winners and a losers bracket in LCS. So in the winners bracket, we're going to see Cloud9 versus Team Liquid, uh, the winner going on to play TSM. The second game is EG versus Dig, the winner going on to play 100 Thieves. And in the losers bracket, we have Immortals and Golden Guardians hanging out with um, uh, CLG and Fly. CLG and FlyQuest did not qualify for the playoffs. Do you think that it's weird that they acknowledge winners bracket and losers bracket, but they don't acknowledge losers queue? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a five head that. take, dude. I never actually thought about that. <laughs> um, Same words. It must exist. <laughs> Yeah, and um, I guess, like, what do you guys think um, who's going to win these games, I guess? I watched a little bit of LCS these last couple weeks just to kind of see how it finished off. Um, personally, I think Cloud9 looks a little bit rough, so does Team Liquid, but I both think they're, like, they're going to do fine in best-of-five environments, I think, personally, whereas, like, EG and Dig, I'm, they're fucking wild cards, in my opinion, of how it's going to Yeah, work. we really have no clue, I think, um, which which of those teams show up. Um, for, I mean, for this particular, these particular matches... I, I feel like you always have to give it to Cloud9 in a best of series. Um, if it's close, I think they always <laughs> just manage to eke out somehow. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm I'm not sold on Dig, so I'll I'll say uh, nah. I'll say EG and Cloud9 move on. Yeah, it's I mean I, I think it's fifty. Either one, either way, neither of those teams yeah. is gonna get through. Is like the real. It's pretty obvious that there's four like top teams in playoffs right now, being TSM, mm-hmm. Team Liquid, Cloud9, and Hundred Thieves, and mm-hmm. then four others that probably should all be losers bracket teams but we'll get to that in a minute <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty tough but I, I i think i'm with you nick that eg and cloud nine i think just based on historic precedent that i don't think dig shows up when it counts mm-hmm. and i think c9 always shows up when it counts yeah it's just hard to to count against them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool yeah for sure um so the other bit of news before we get into our long discussion is that lcs partnered with ftx uh the official cryptocurrency exchange of the lcs um which is also the team that uh tsm's like sponsored with for like a billion fucking Mm -hmm. not a billion dollars but like a multi-million dollar deal uh yeah so it's interesting i i don't i don't think there's anything like actually happening but like that looks really bad if you've got a major sponsor of one of the teams and the league in in the idea right like Mm -hmm. i i'm sure there's already a dozen reddit threads being like oh cool so they're just finally admitting that tsm is like the lc you know the lcs's uh, golden child and that they're gonna script them to win <laughs> i don't I, think I'll, i've seen one but i also feel like it only feels like that because like the tsm deal was so big i guess like i think yeah. if, if lcs partnered mm-hmm. with red bull right red bull is a sponsor of multiple lcs teams right mm-hmm. um i don't yeah. think that would be like oh this is a conflict of interest type thing but it definitely feels like tsm's deal was what like 200 million dollars or something like crazy yeah, no, was, was it 200 was, was it 20 huge. million or 200 million <laughs> the fact I that i don't like know is crazy um uh i'm actually not sure ftx uh let me just quickly verify that um it doesn't come up anywhere 18 billion 
Two hundred and ten billion. Is that what you just said? <laughs> oh, sorry. TSM's no. naming sponsor FTX now. Oh, the FTX is worth eighteen billion. That's what it is. Oh, no, two hundred ten okay. million was the deal. Yeah, two hundred ten million dollars. That's so was funny. What FTX gave TSM to to add their name, not even in game. Yeah. So twenty million dollars a year oh. over ten years is the deal. Yeah. That's um, and yeah, I don't know. Just that feels like a large amount of money to have this as a cross sponsor. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think the bigger thing is, is it weird to have a thing that's probably marketed towards children to have cryptocurrency as a sponsor i don't yeah. think so but maybe that's a it's a moral question same thing with like having like bud light be like a major sponsor and stuff right like maybe they know their demographics more than us but i would assume there's lots of like people who are under the drinking age or under the uh-huh. age that's probably responsible to trade an unregulated thing <laughs> but yeah i don't know at, the, at this I point just, it's probably uh, like people our age maybe a little bit younger but mm-hmm. i don't know i just hope that riot vanguard starts using my computer to mine crypto for <laughs> without my consent yeah that'll be exciting i gave them root access it's fine <laughs> but yeah, now no, they know you're not cheating so it, yeah it, now they know i'm not cheating it's just interesting i guess like i don't think it's like crosses any lines but it's definitely something that yeah. should be discussed i think i think discussions are important yeah um i i just i I'm very wary that uh, if not immediately, like something will happen or it'll be like the butt of jokes where it's like whatever happens in a playoff and they're like, oh, clearly this is because FTX paid off like flowers or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It is interesting like having a huge sponsor be the sponsor of a top team and then also the entire league. <laughs> but uh, I also think it's just because of the scale. But who knows? We'll, we'll see how it goes, I guess, in the future. I don't think it will change anything, but it is interesting, I guess. Um, Do you think they'll offer uh, like a bonus uh, RP exchange if you if you buy RP with crypto. I hope not. I think that's a slippery fucking slope, but we'll get to that <laughs> yeah. another time. <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking that's I, a I don't want to think about that, man. <laughs> um, hey, if you if you buy RP through FTX crypto exchange, we'll give you Yeah, that deal. that is like that is like definitely like some we have some issues, but <laughs> you can get these cool LCS skins for half off. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely like weird territory. But uh, yeah, I don't think they'll go down that route. So, mm-hmm. And then the big, the big LCS, their competitive league news. Yeah. The, is, are we there? Yeah, we had a big discussion on our Discord. Um, Nick kind of just played. I, Nick, I would say you kind of played devil's advocate because your point was not that you disagree with it. Your point was just that shit's kind of cool. Um, shit being that this year they got rid of dynamic seating for playoffs, meaning, uh, in layman's terms, um. Cloud9 plays Team Liquid, and the winner plays TSM. EG plays Dig, and the winner plays 100 Thieves. And every other season up till now, TSM would choose which team they would they uh, would play out of the winner of Cloud9, Team Liquid, or EG Dig. Uh, the point being that this would create a better showing uh, of the best teams, right? Because TSM's going to pick a weaker team, therefore allowing TSM a higher seed team to advance further into the bracket is the idea of dynamic reseeding so you don't get like a team to blow each other out mm-hmm. of early bracket right yeah and then you don't get the the air quotes final match in the semis yeah that's mm-hmm. the that's kind of the point we have a loser's bracket also so loser's bracket with dynamic reseeding would definitely make sure that the finals are the best two teams um but we got rid of dynamic reseeding which is very strange because lcs did a lot of good changes this season uh which we'll talk to uh, talk about in a minute um but this was a change that was very 
interesting to me and i we had a we had a long fucking discussion on the discord so if you ever want to join in on that you can check it out leakcastpodcast.com slash discord um but i guess like my point is that i think dynamics reseeding meaning allowing tsm to in this case choose the winner of dig eg um is better for league of legends especially this season where we don't have gauntlet we don't have points we only have the top three teams from this tournament going to worlds would allow for the best three teams no matter what to be going to worlds um where now we might have a situation where the best three teams might be tsm cloud nine team liquid and that's probably going to cause uh one of team liquid or cloud nine to buster out um and not go to worlds which is well, a one, one of those won't be going Yes, like one of we, those three we won't, won't get be those in. three yes. going. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I I think is a little bit sad if they are the best three teams. There is a world which they're not the best three teams. By the way, I just think this is pure speculation based off of mm-hmm. like name recognition. Yeah. And typically, these teams do well in best of fives and have better coaching structure and support uh, staff to adapt and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, ultimately, it's you're right. Your point is, I want the best three teams from LCS to be the three teams at Worlds. Yeah, of course. And then yeah. obviously, the benefits of uh, uh, static seeding is like, well, first of all, you know how stuff's going to go, so it's easy to schedule around. Like, Cloud Nine can actually prepare for TSM right now. It allows for a more even playing field of uh, matches and stuff like that. Um, the other benefits is that. The main discussion that you were having, Nick, I don't know if you want to go into this, is that we play 45 sure. games in the regular season, so why the fuck do we need to reschedule, restructure this? We should have the teams in order of most competitive to least competitive, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I think, like, uh, alongside that, I also want to send the best teams to Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I think that would be the best way to, like, grow as a region. Yeah. Um, and I, I just don't see that ever happening with best yeah. of ones during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I think that's I think a great point that the best of one matters way more <laughs> than this seating at the very end. It's like, hey, those those 45 games leading up to this matters a lot more than if one plays 3 or 4. Yeah. And then like two plays 3 or 4. That matters way more. Um, but do you guys know the real reason they actually made this change? We'll get to that in a second. Is, um, but, like, okay. it's weird. He's going to make a joke. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was going to be a, a stupid joke. Oh, Hayden. you tell me the joke. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> let's laugh. <laughs> You're like, I know the actual real reason while Colton's over here. No, I actually don't. Like, it's, it's very strange, though. Because oh. they, they put out a complete restructuring of, like, how the restructuring is. Yeah. And all, so many of the changes mm-hmm. are fucking awesome, Colton. They, like, eliminate so many, like, scenarios of shit going wrong. For example, last season, uh, Golden Guardians upset TSM um, 3-0 in the very first game of the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. And then TSM immediately played them again. And then three two them. So Golden Guardians in games went five to three versus TSM yeah. and got knocked out, right? Yep. Which once again they mm-hmm. they fixed this season, um, in they have a big huge LCS format format update by making it so that um there's an informatted uh inverted format, meaning that if you lose against a team, you're going into an opposite side of the bracket so you can't play them again until later in the tournament. Which is just like that. That is a good. That is a good thing. That is a great mm-hmm. change, right? That what a fucking awesome change. They also yeah. made it so that if you're in winner side and you drop down to losers, you are gonna have um a priority for side selection because you were a higher like you made it further in the winners bracket. So therefore, you're a higher like tiered uh, team. 
fucking awesome. All these things are really good. They made it so that game days are going to be shifted so that uh, teams don't have to play more than twice in one week. So you have time to prep for your next like match. Like All these changes are so good. And then they remove dynamic seating, which is just, it's just weird that they make all these positive changes. And then one that the reality is they probably just didn't think it mattered that much. Um, yeah. And I understand the reality is it probably doesn't fucking matter at the end of the day. Like it, it really doesn't. My problem is it, it removes some level of like, ability to send our best teams for sure um and it also this is my biggest issue and i think nick you have issues with it for like another reason um for example parth tweeted out that hey this sucks because 100 thieves is going to throw their match against eg so that they have to so that they get to play eg or dig rather than cloud nine in uh round two right and Mm -hmm. nick nick i think your main point was that yeah, fucking any team would do this. Uh, TSM shouldn't be complaining. TSM would do this 100% if they were given the situation. Yeah, I, I don't see a scenario in which mm-hmm. a team wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, and I, I completely agree, yeah. yeah. I, I took the tweet as like more like, this rule is like fucked, it's so abusable, um, and it needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, in the fact that, yeah, every single fucking team would do that, and I don't think it's good to have a system where teams want to throw games. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Having, having a system where losing this set gives you a better chance in the finals yeah. or like better chance to make finals is not good yeah that, that's my um, main but, like issue with it <laughs> mm-hmm. so i, I think Clearly, like you should though, explain what happened to uh, so 100 thieves have the like you were saying had the opportunity to yeah for, throw their the game essentially now. yeah throw their game to guarantee that um they would get second seed which was already locked in but that eg would lock in third seed putting them on the same side of the bracket as them and putting on the winner's bracket and putting both cloud nine and team liquid on the other side, the TSM side of the bracket yeah. where the perceived strength of both of those teams is higher than the perceived strength of both evil geniuses and Dictatos. Um, therefore giving, you know, a hundred thieves, a, a, a better chance in their eyes to, to, to make worlds. Cause they just have to win their series. Yes, because the way that it's structured yeah. this season is that because there's no gauntlet, because there's no points, it's just the top three teams that go to Worlds. So, meaning Hunter Thieves has to win one match, and it's going to be against EG or Dig, who are both looked at in this tournament of eight teams as um, number six and number five in strength, even though they're seated as uh, three and um, three and four. Is that right? I think. Uh, three and six. Three and six. Sorry. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Dig's six. Yeah, um, which is it's just like. If it does feel bad that Hundred Thieves maybe is worse than Team TSM, I actually think Hundred Thieves is pretty fucking good. By the way, um, it just sucks. I that think so too. Yeah, they are able to make world even though they might not be a the top four team, just because they were able to sub in their entire academy roster, lose a game, uh, causing a team to get a different seed. Which that it just feels like that's not good for the health league when you can do shit like that yeah and i and i can agree no, that's with, not good for competitive integrity yeah. i can agree with that where we shouldn't be incentivizing losing um you know most of the time i i, I don't know i personally think like uh, towards the end with playoffs giving yourself the best seed possible <laughs> or the best not even seed but best like scenario possible is like on the more fine end i of, mean it's not their fault right like, like throwing yeah 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 mm-hmm um, but I don't, I don't know. I think like the, and again, maybe it's one of those scenarios where like, oh, we didn't realize this situation was possible or even like common when we made the rule. Yeah. But you know, the, the rules have been, the format's been there since 
since the start of the LCS season. Um, I I personally find it extremely hard to believe that teams would um, not be like made privy to this information. I yeah. guess. Um, but I, I can understand like why not just keep the same format plus dynamic seating? You know, I I, I do mm-hmm. entirely concede that like dynamic seating is strictly better. Um, I I think static is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, Nick, this but... is this is here's the thing. All right, we we never got to the real reason they took away the dynamic seating. Mm-hmm. It's because if you have static seating, you can get your brackets out on betting sites earlier. <laughs> you know that's 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 probably true. <laughs> there is some merit to that, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, there's some merit well, on that, man. Something that recently it's happened. So that your so your LCS brackets can be filled out and locked in sooner. Yeah. Well, something that recently happened with the NFL is um, Tom Brady uh, disclosed that he um, played through most of the season with a torn MCL, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like uh, a ligament in your leg or foot or something, uh, and pretty severe. People, people in the comments were saying like, "Yeah, I tore my MCL and I couldn't, like, I couldn't walk." Um, and then a lot of people were upset because and wanted the, you know, his team fined um, uh, because it leads to unfair advantage or something. Yeah, um, it's weird. But realistically, you know, the only reason that the NFL has uh, injury reports is for betting sites or for betting uh, organizations so they can make accurate um, uh, uh, spreads. Is yeah. that what spreads, you call them? Yeah, yeah. Make more or accurate odds, spreads. accurate odds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like, that, it just seems, it seems wild to me that that would be something that they have to consider in such a huge aspect of the game that is because of that. So I could, I could entirely buy it if Riot, or if Riot wants to say, well, we, we need this so we can get, it out to betters it, like it, stuff like that it is funny though i saw wicked um the old top laner of um CLGEU. like mm-hmm. i guess what else team? i don't even what other teams did he play for what anyways. maybe alliance yeah um that sounds familiar. that sounds right either way i saw that he like made a like a good amount of money because there was two to one odds on 100 thieves versus eg this past week even though 100 thieves had their roster like subject for their academy team really yeah so huh. he just he just like doubled his money <laughs> interesting what fucking easy money because like there's probably just tons of people that just like go oh statistically this team beats this team right like, yeah and that's crazy because like obviously that's huh. not it's not as sophisticated as like nfl and like major league sports yeah. like and stuff yeah. like that whereas it's pretty obvious to see that like that is fucking good odds, Those are shit odds. <laughs> yeah yeah like, double, like, i mean uh, yes yeah yeah, so, like, yeah. To make good money. odds for the better yeah yeah <laughs> but um yeah i just think it's weird um i i think we're all in agreement that like it would be nice to send the best teams to worlds is it the biggest deal no should people purposely be throwing games um to get better seats i mean they should because the rules allow them to uh should the league allow it in the rules mm-hmm. no is the biggest thing right yeah that's that's yeah no you're spot on that like the players and the coaches in the org yeah. are making a decision to make their team succeed and it's up to the, the the league itself to build an environment where th- throwing a game is never the yeah. best choice. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah. again, this is entirely dependent upon 100 Thieves winning their series. Which, oh, for sure. You yeah. know, <laughs> might not happen. It would be crazy um, if they still lost. That'd be- it, <laughs> it would be. It would be very CLG-esque. Um, um, yeah. I do also want to like just like to give people like an idea of like why this is important like in a real world world scenario. I'm looking at last year's summer playoffs um, for Worlds last year. Um, so there was dynamic reseeding last year, um, and 
EG beat Fly 3-2 and TSM lost to Golden Guardians 3-0. Um, so T Team Liquid, instead of having to play FlyQuest, who was perceived as the stronger team, got to pick Golden Guardians, who was perceived as the uh, lower seed, right? This allowed uh, Team Liquid to win the uh, set and then move on, where they actually ended up losing to FlyQuest, the team that they would have had to play if there was uh, static seeding, right? If Team Liquid played FlyQuest in that round two because of static seeding rather than dynamic seeding, they would have then had to play uh, TSM in loser's bracket in round two, meaning one of those two teams wouldn't have went to Worlds. Or sorry, wouldn't have, like, in this... In this current day format wouldn't have went to worlds because like top three teams whatever mm -hmm. um so that's like a direct world mm -hmm. example of like you'd have two of the perceived best teams uh playing each other in losers bracket round two because of an upset right whereas dynamic yeah. reseeding allows yeah. that to like kind of fix itself um but once again that's mm -hmm. it's all but like the, it's all just like possibilities the reality is it probably it's possibilities and speculation yeah yeah and ultimately ultimately regardless like even if the top three NA teams go to Worlds, they're still not even hitting top 10 Korea. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, that's just something I wanted to bring up. I think we're all, like, in pretty well agreement. It's just, like, it, it's just it's just weird. I, no one should be, like, faulting fucking players and coaches for shit like this, though. Like, that's that's where it yeah. becomes too far, I think. If you're going, fuck you, 100 Thieves, for throwing your mat, I don't know, man. I don't know what you're, what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, then we should be, like I said earlier, directing blame towards... You know, Cloud9 for subbing out Zvin. Yeah, exactly. And then when he came back, they started popping off again, you know? Yeah. So anytime a, a roster change happens and it's not immediately beneficial, you know, flame that org for, for throwing matches. Yeah. No, but, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Uh, we'll have to see how it goes. I'm looking forward to uh, sending TSM and Team Liquid uh, or Cloud9 back to back to Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be sick. Hog. Uh, let's jump into the roundtable. Yeah, so last week's question was my fucking long-ass iceberg question. If you want a refresher, listen to last week's, yeah. I don't want to explain it all. Um, but either way, we got some actually sick answers that I'm going to read through. Um, from Twitter, we got one from Rin Dosu, and he said, I'll give you uh, one per section. So on the surface, flash on DRF, <laughs> the long, the ever-long debate. Um, uh, first uh, level, um, Riven auto-attack cancel. Yeah, I think there's lots to be discussed there, actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> on a, a little bit deeper level, Zach sounds being made from fucking dog food in a condom being slapped against a wall. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then on the deepest level, uh, John Tron's YouTube uh, League of Legends channel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like different levels for sure. Uh, and then Downgrade Falco said, the deepest level uh, that is possible is uh, to get to the first Mordekaiser bug. Jokes aside, though, when you pull away the facade that there's a multi-billion dollar pro-China propaganda machine in full effect, the esports world is ru uh, ruled by Tencent, there is dark days ahead. So I don't think, obviously, I don't believe that this is true, but the reality is, is... Tencent, in theory, could have a large impact on a lot of people having control of League of Legends, which is the most played game in the world. <laughs> right. True. But I, I obviously I think it's a little bit too deep. But um, kind of pull yourself out a little bit. But it is like there's some there's some truth to that as a uh, thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's definitely a connection there, but I don't think that they're like full on puppet master pulling the strings of everything. Yeah. Right, it's like Tencent didn't tell anyone to put Olaf in this event. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. But, you know, maybe they did say, take away Graves' cigar <laughs> and 
we need a we need a, a thresh that's not a spooky skull. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah no, for sure. I, I yeah, I definitely think it's like a little bit too far in, but like there are like yeah, that is like a deep deep level if you really want to go there. Um, from our Discord though, Speedy Spike says easy one. Losers queue and ranked. Riot will say that uh, Riot will put players on a win streak in higher slash better queues than someone on a loss streak, resulting in more wins or losses uh, respectively. It, uh, it sure feels like this exists when you take into account how frequently match histories have streaks, as well as the curtain of MMR not being truly reflective and rank yeah i feel like losers queue is definitely something that's been more and more brought up over the years um and it, it's definitely a discussion to be had um i don't personally believe it exists but i've, I've referenced it yeah. a lot when i'm upset <laughs> mm-hmm. so um next one's from jay uh, and he says do you guys uh remember the time that we all got compensation for the server failures like free riot points and boost etc eu servers normally wouldn't get that because those potato servers burnt like every other week and eu west uh was i think the least populated server back then i uh, don't know where i'd put that on the iceberg though so they're actually super populated and that's why i kind of broke they had way less servers to player population was the idea mm-hmm. um and definitely riot was a very north american based company and i very yes. much do feel like I think the EU not getting compensation memes are a little bit like circle jerk too much, but EU definitely got fucked on a couple of them. Like their servers were down a lot, and whenever NA servers went down, they immediately got compensation, whether it was in the form of IP boosts yeah, or whatever. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, definitely there was some fight favoritism for a while. I definitely think it's gone away completely nowadays, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And last but not least, uh, one from T. Scott Lemon. He said, uh, summoners are the Grand Wizards and people who summon the champs in the lore of legends. Uh, they are technically the players of the actual game. Yeah, old lore. Fucking people didn't know that summoners were mm-hmm. just like these people who summoned these characters to do battle for them. And that was mm-hmm. the lore of I, League. <laughs> I love that you cut out my part of the conversation on either side of this. Yeah, because you, I mean, you, you, you got it to like come up in conversation, but I thought it was actually... Yeah, no, I, I memed him because he, he had mentioned summoners in a prior comment yeah. and i was like what are summoners huh and then he describes them like i was memeing about how they got rid of them and retconned that shit from the lore. yeah i saw that was a good way of like bringing up like in a concise comment yeah uh, but yeah i think oh man it was that was a fun conversation yeah it's good uh if you want to oh sorry Alex. do you remember when there used to be an institute of war journal justice <laughs> remember um oh yeah this week's roundtable question though is who is your main and who do you play when they are picked slash banned um, um hmm. my main is sadness and it's never unavailable <laughs> yeah colton you gotta play some league yeah we're man. quickly running out of uh out of months that's true that's true uh i mean i if at the time i mean like at a given time it's gonna be probably like zillion or kha'zix <laughs> uh so if kha'zix is banned it'll probably be rengar even though it shouldn't be <laughs> and if zillion is banned it's probably oriana huh interesting those are my answers what about you nick um i mean i'd probably say probably leona at this point um she doesn't get banned very often but otherwise i'll just play i don't know another brain dead tank like nautilus Um, or some shit yeah nautilus um i've been trying to play uh and learn bard uh, because i think that character is like really fun in that you just don't give a shit you can build whatever you you want you whatever you want yeah like your your build is literally like I need to run fast across the map. <laughs> Bard maids eat good. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, for real. That character is absolutely nasty. Yeah. How how far away from like you become a bard main? How many days does it take for you to start saying it's chime time in real life? 
I don't know. So you have to be probably, fucking deep. Probably not much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, I thought you had to be super deep down the fucking. No, I'm gonna say it happens pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Um, for myself, uh, Tom Kench, and I've I brought this question up because uh, turns out Tom Kench is banned a lot now. Um, yeah. So, or picked a lot now. Um, if I'm first pick, he's banned. If I'm uh, last pick, he's picked. Um, <laughs> so I've been playing Shen as my like counter to the character, but also my counter to when he's banned. Uh, and I've been enjoying Shen a lot. But oh, yeah. uh, if you want to tell us who your main is and who do you play when they get picked or banned, you can hit us up on our Facebook page at LeakCast, our Twitter at LeakCast, uh, come to our Discord and post in our roundtable section, or you can send us an email, mail at LeakCastPodcast.com. Poggies, uh, let's jump into Mailfight. Our first email is from Trent. Hey guys, I was thinking about negativity in the game once you all brought up the Azale tweet. I definitely think negativity is in the league culture. I also think the typical mute all is a great solution to avoid the negativity uh, to focus on the game. But because negativity is in our culture, I think that simply not typing isn't enough to promote positivity. I like to think I help a little bit. Um, I do usually mute all, especially in ranked. However, when I see a rioter in my game, I thank them and tell them I appreciate the work they do at Riot, whatever it may be. A small gesture, but I think it can go a long way. Not to say I'm perfect. I've definitely flamed a ton in the past and contributed to the negativity. TLDR, I think to counter negativity, we need to spread positivity instead of mute all and ignore it, even if it's something small. Trent. I do think it's funny. Yeah, that I think- nah, dude, if, if a rioter comes to your lane and pushes your wave, you flame them. You don't thank them for any of the work they've done. I do think that's so funny. I don't care. <laughs> dude, I was so mad I think so game. as well, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a really good way of doing it. I think like being positive for like, people like that is just really, really nice. Um, I, I- yeah. On the, like, leadcast like, Twitter, like, I follow, like, every single rioter sort of thing on the actual, like, leadcast account, and it's really, there's a couple rioters that tweet out whenever they have, like, interaction with people, and most of them are fucking negative, and it's really sad to see that, like, these people are, like, really, really kind, but they fucking just get shit for other stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever looked, I know you guys don't really use Twitter, but if you ever, like, the people who post yeah. the balance changes, have you ever looked at the replies to any one of those? They just, like, no, but I imagine they're fucking shit. It's like, do your fucking do- job, fuck ass. <laughs> You're like, it's like, Jesus Christ. It's like, I don't know, man. They're just... Thank you for the constructive criticism, it, you wise person. Buff X character. Nerf X character. It, it reminds me a lot of when uh, the Wukong like, mini rework happened, and they were consulting um, the Wukong mains. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out the character was absolutely bonkers busted. They just didn't play it. Like correctly, yeah. Lol, Harambe was being a fucking child. I mean, he's always yeah. like a child, but like uh, he was just being a child about it on Twitter, and then characters just OP as fuck. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the character's still busted, but that's yeah. a, that's a different that's a different conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's nice. a really thanks, good Trent. yeah. Good. Thanks for being positive. I think it's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Next email here is from P Cray all day. He says, "Morning, my guys. This is bound to have a stellar return on investment. So thank you, Colton. Uh, why is he thanking me? Oh, I think um, I think the the subject of this email was um, Lee Cast taught me how to or um, taught me how to do taxes, something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay, okay. Uh, 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 this child will swim in league skins until she can sell them for her college tuition." That I can't pay for because I'm too busy buying these. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, also, to throw it back to a round table ago, I have no idea where Misfortune would be from, but you know where Miss Cow- uh, where Cowgirl Misfortune would be from? That's correct. Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> Home of literally marching cows down the middle of a street at noon every day. Uh, <laughs> next, I discovered that 
this little devil Timo of uh, my own enjoys Elementalist Lux. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, oh, yeah, this is the one where the kid didn't like League of Legends, mm-hmm. and I told him to buy her skins. Uh, of course, she only <laughs> yeah. accepts enjoyment in the most expensive skin. <laughs> exactly, dude. She's got good taste. Uh, she gets her TFT lasers and then laser dance partners. Uh, I guess I'm a Lux main now. I did try Wild Rift, and she just wants to press the buttons while I'm pressing buttons, <laughs> which means she's just slapping my phone out of my hand, so that probably won't work. Uh, finally, I know this is a League podcast, but you know who had a better and more accepted welcoming than Akshan in League? Akshan in Legends of Runeterra. Mm-hmm. That guy is straight fire and does fire things like build houses. <laughs> Uh, in case you're unaware, when you play him slash punch with him slash level him, he summons a build. Is that a landmark? Yeah. He I, summons a landmark. Okay. I don't know what yeah. he does in that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh, double, finally, my email length is perfect. <laughs> Apologizing is for the meek. Hell yeah. He cray all day. Hell yeah, dude. Get, get your kid into those expensive skins. Buy her a nice, go out, go out like eight years ago. Purchase a pristine Pax Jax. I own Pax Jax. And cash in. Cash in today. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking wild. Um, thanks, P. Cray. Next email is from Anxious Penguin. Good morning, afternoon, night, League Cast Squadron. I'm only about 10 minutes through your last episode, but y'all just made the point I've been feeling for years now, and I ha- just had to get it out. Freak and Azale are by far my least favorite casting duo, and I will turn the game off unless TSM, I know, I'm a dirty TSM fan, is playing. The negativity that they help to reinforce just drives me nuts. League, as well as a lot of the online communities, to be fair, has a toxicity problem. And the fact that Riot continues to put casters who play Riot into it on air week after week just feels so frustrating to me. Anyway, there's not really much more content I have to add here. Just a good old rant. Thanks, guys. Anxious Penguin. It's wild. I think that was a pretty toxic email, Anxious. And you're adding to the negativity <laughs> problem yourself. Um, so, we're just... <laughs> it, it's wild that we've gotten that exact response like a couple times on the discord like that is a uh i i believe quite a um uh quite a common sentiment yeah um i mean i do i do think like there probably is a little bit of like circle jerks do happen right like when someone has an opinion that you even sort of agree with you will like come forward with it i think yeah um, and I, I really hope that it's not turning into a shit on a zale and freak party because i do think that they do a lot of good things for that game and like oh absolutely um uh, but I do think it is like a, especially with like a Zale, especially that we had someone talk to uh, apparently on the dive. He like doubled down on it. He's like, I saw that. I'm, I, I haven't listened to it yet, but I really want to because I really want to see how hard he doubles yeah, down too. on it. But um, yeah, I don't know. It'd just be nice if like everyone is accountable for their stuff. Like mm-hmm. even if you like know your talks, even if you're like, hey, I understand like that I'm not doing the best things for the game. I'm not being the most positive person, but I'm working towards getting better or whatever. Cool. Fuck it. That's awesome. Yeah. We should all be there for each other to be better people. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. apparently doubles down. It says that like, ah, no, he, his toxicity is different. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. yeah. It's built different for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks penguin. Uh, next email from cookie, please. Hey guys, it's my first time emailing you, but I've been listening to the show for a while. The example you brought up comparing toxicity in League to Overwatch was perfect since I also noticed that I tilt in flame way easier than the rest of my teammates in solo queue. 
On top of this, the Overwatch community is incredibly positive compared to League, since every time I've messaged someone that's a higher rank than me on League asking for some assistance or tips, they usually are just toxic and say things like, lol, get better. In contrast, I've had multiple high elo players in Overwatch go out of their way to help me with my aim when I run into them in custom lobbies. I wish the community could go to each other to get better instead of just flaming and calling for 15. Like... Uh, again from cookie please what's your summoner name i want to message you and tell you to get good i do i do want to say like once again i think that every community has like bad people so like i really don't want to say that overwatch community is perfect or league community is just like the worst or whatever but it is crazy that i've never mm-hmm. played another video game where someone has added me after the game and just spammed the n-word yeah like and yeah i've i've had that happen multiple times in league of legends and maybe it's because i play league way more and i haven't experienced overwatch as much um, but I've never had that happen in any other game, <laughs> and that's not good. I think <laughs> I've, I've started I, like I, whenever I've... people do that, like make sure. <laughs> by the way, take a screenshot of it and send it to Riot Support through their website, and they, they will get banned. Like it's just I, I don't know. I just got someone banned last week for doing that. It's just crazy that people like mm. just do shit like that because they're gamers. Add you to flame you, or just like yeah. spam racial stuff. It's just weird, man. It's like mm-hmm. actually like I don't. They're probably most of them are children. I would assume. But like it's just fucking strange. It's so weird. I've I've had that happen in multiple games. Yeah. It's it's very very rare. It's happened many times in League, and obviously League's the game I've played <laughs> the most in my entire life. But like I've had that happen uh, back when I played a lot of StarCraft, like custom maps. That happened in Counter Strike when I was playing that game more competitively. It's wild how angry people get at games. Yeah. It's insane. I think, but, yeah, no. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with like, yeah, the amount you you play, as well as the size of the community. Mm-hmm. I think a like a closer knit community with fewer players is going to be less toxic because <laughs> I I want to say that a lot of the toxic players just kind of move on from one game to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't have like any data, of course, to support that or whatever, but. Well, yeah, once you get perma-banned from League, yeah. you play Overwatch, and you get perma-banned from Overwatch, and you go to Valorant. Yeah, so... You, you start running out of games. Thanks, Cookie. Um, next email is from Sergio. Uh, hey, guys. Greetings from the UK. My name is Sergio, and me and a couple of mates have been listening to the podcast for a while now, and we love it. Thank you so much for the entertaining, informative episodes. You make the window-cleaning days go faster and brighter here in rainy old England. My question is not a league one, but one for you guys. How well have you guys been coping with the COVID-19 pandemic? Hope you've kept safe and your loved ones as well. It's been hard for everyone, but I'm sure we all uh, want to know how our favorite podcasters uh, have been doing over this last year and a bit. Big hug for you guys, Sergio. Um, it, it's really tough to not immediately start making jokes about <laughs> bad coping mechanisms. <laughs> so, I mean... Personally, I, I guess I've I've been kind of fine. I've I've never been a very um like um extroverted outgoing person, um especially in terms of my hobby. Um, so I I guess like in that sense, when I worked and then came home and just played video games, that's kind of like normal, I, I suppose. Um, for my I, I guess for my person like my career, I have really learned a lot. Um. I never want to work in an office like full time ever again. Yeah. Um, mm. And as soon as I have any sort of leverage uh, against like you, you know a job position or anything like that, like it is absolutely going to be something I push for. Um, I feel way more yeah. productive at home. Uh, I enjoy it a lot more. It's so nice to not have to like do anything. Um, 
like in the morning you wake up and you, you go to work and that's it. You mm-hmm. don't have to get ready. You don't have to commute mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, and I've been very fortunate in that no one that's been um, immediately close to me uh, has has gotten it. We've all been really safe. We had access to the to the vaccine pretty early. Um, so all things considered, like it, it's been pretty, pretty OK as far as global pandemics go. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Um, Aiden, do you want to go or should uh, I? I can go. Sure. Um, my life hasn't like really changed that much. Um, the main thing was that uh, Kennedy moved here. Yeah. Uh, my significant other. Um, Small bef- change. Uh, pre- uh, almost. I guess not pre. I guess pre-pandemic. No, not pre-pandemic. It was kind of. It was like dirty. right in the middle because uh, it was at the end of last year. Um, so that kind of made it a lot easier rather than like doing long distance. Plus, there's no way you can see each other because we didn't get to see each other for like a year because of the pandemic before that. <laughs> Um, yeah. but then it's been kind of good. Uh, it's still like a little bit rough. Like she can't obviously go home and see people. She finally is able to now that the borders are opening up, but, uh, it's been pretty good as for like career and stuff wise. Um, I mean, I'm in a weird stage where I came out of school right as pandemic <laughs> is kind of happening. Uh, but I was lucky enough to get a job with like my local municipality. Uh, and I've been doing, I did like a six months of like in-person work there. And then I was able to do another like six months of uh, like remote work and now i'm going into doing like another six months of more remote work for them so once again remote work nice. is so much fucking better man than in person mm-hmm. and like i don't yep. mind the uh, like the hey i need to meet with the client so i will drive and go and see them sort of thing but like holy fuck for day-to-day work it really doesn't feel like you're any more productive being in like an office or being like uh mm-hmm. in person for everything yeah. like it really yeah and that, that's ex- that's exactly what i mean is like I, I you know i don't mind every once in a while going in or or having to 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 meet up with someone or whatever Mm -hmm. but i definitely don't want to like my day-to-day be to oh gotta drive to the office yeah go to the office every day every week of every month yeah Yeah. no i I completely agree with that what about you colton uh yeah so um i mean i think for the most part i coped pretty well with the whole pandemic as it got really really bad and then started to get better and is now (laughs) especially in texas starting to get a little bit bad again with the delta um, yeah. but I mean, so I also had the, the issue, Aiden, like with you of man, long distance relationships kind of suck to yeah. begin with and they suck even more when getting on a plane isn't really an option. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, cool. We get to see each other maybe once every three or four months. If that, uh, but right. yeah, if that, yeah. um, but that has, uh, you know, passed now, um, couple people you know in my friend circles or uh, family group had covid but none of them really had it bad um you know light symptoms nothing major uh knew a lot of co-workers or friends or family of co-workers who had much worse situations but aside from that i think i'm kind of in the same book or boat as both of you guys where i was already a pretty uh, you know, online person where, you know, yeah. most of the, the time, if I'm hanging out with friends, it's online in Discord, right? I'm playing games with people and chatting with them. At the very least, every week, I'm going to have a two-hour conversation with you guys. Uh, you know, we had our mo- we have our movie nights every Saturday, so, like, I'm always getting at least a little bit of social interaction, so even when my stints outside were only to go to the grocery store i you know still had a way to interact with people Mm -hmm. so and just tons of crystal meth (laughs) 
thank you, Sergio. I hope everything is going well in the UK as uh, as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, next email from Alex, aka Feodus. Hey guys, hope you're all doing well. Always enjoy listening to your podcast. Appreciate all the hard work you guys put in. I play jungle and I'm a Warwick one trick. Say that four times fast. <laughs> uh, Warwick one trick. Uh, that that's actually tough. <laughs> Uh, I love playing him. The speed he gains towards injured enemies, his insane healing. It feels very forgiving even when I make mistakes. My question is about other champions you'd recommend trying that are similar. Tried a few assassins, but I hate being squishy. And I've tried a few tanks, but then I hate that I can't then effectively deal damage to champions. Any advice or ideas would be greatly appreciated. Many thanks. Keep safe and well. Can, can I suggest the first crazy thing? Sure. No. Warwick top. Not allowed. I was Ooh. yeah. I, I honestly think this character is giga busted. So yeah. like uh, <laughs> with, with divine thunder, like blade of the ruin king. Oh, hear me out. Here's the one thing. So you're you're giga busted early. Fucking crazy giga busted. When they get 800 gold and they buy bramble, you <laughs> life's rough for a little bit. Like when they buy bramble, mm-hmm. like but then you're giga busted when you get your mythic. <laughs> yeah. But like pre bramble and then post-mythic oh my god your character's so fucking good top i think he's like one of the most underrated top laners in the game try him out top yeah no no i think so too um a lot of people go with a like a barrier cheese where you (laughs) get low hp because your character is fucking nuts at low hp um and uh and and then barrier to stay low um but i i think even with with just a conventional like ghost or flash um tp uh you, you know you you probably wind up being okay yeah i played against the barrier top uh, warwick a couple days ago and uh at level five or something like that me and my jungler dove him and he used barrier and killed us both <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. uh, and then he got double there. buffs and then he won lane that <laughs> mm-hmm. he did uh yeah so i think warwick top is definitely one thing to give a shot uh, especially if you are a warwick one trick um if you're looking for like a forgiving jungler that still feels like you have a lot of opportunity while like not getting super super far behind if you make some mistakes i think zach is a really good one um you're not going to do quite as much damage as a warwick who's ahead but you know that having all that cc and those interesting angles is always going to be good even if you're a little behind uh, and if you do get really ahead on Zach, it feels like he does like yeah, it's 100 disgusting. to 0 people, even though you're building full tank. And uh, you can also build AP if you want. I played against a Zach um, in Ultimate Spellbook uh, who got Feast, um, Chugathult. So he was fucking. Oh he just had a, a million HP and he built full AP and one hit our, our entire team and we couldn't kill him. Um. So I, I think Zach is a good answer, um, just as a little anecdote. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I mean, there's there's not a lot of characters who function as, um, like, melee bruiser drain tank junglers the way that Warwick does. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, someone very similar but not quite the same, I, I would say, is uh, Udyr. Um, also extremely forgiving, but uh, allows for a lot of um, a, a lot of power in, uh, like, stance switching at the right time, mm-hmm. jungle pathing and stuff like that. Uh, it, while still being auto attack based, um, so I, I think that's probably uh, <laughs> that's probably our our best suggestions. Mm-hmm. Awesome! Thanks for yeah. the email. 
Thanks, Feodis. Uh, the next email is from uh, Lord of Sunlight. Um, Lord of Sunlight, this email was extremely long. <laughs> it is 1,500 um, words. It was, it was too perfect to not include because you articulated this so well that – like I feel bad even summarizing it, but we can't read we can't read this on on air. It's too it's, long. It's kind of disrespectful to call it an email when this was like clearly. It's like a, a dissertation. Essay. Yeah, like, dissertation. <laughs> Welcome to graduation. I, yeah. Um. I know Nick and I both sorry, read through the entire thing. It was like really well written. It was a. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was a response to um an email from last try week. Again's try again's email. Try again's email from last week. It was fucking awesome. I think if you want to post it in the Discord, I think there can be discussion around it. I I'm not sure, Nick. Did you end up summarizing it or no? Um, because it was too. Yeah. Oh, you did, okay. Yeah, I did. Um, so essentially, uh, he responded to a lot of what Trigon, um, who who mentioned like um, wanting to remove girly, cute skins and and things like that in the game, and only having manly man champs and uh, in, in skins. Um, and uh, he said, uh, "Lord of Sunlight said this is a very toxic mindset." Um, again, summarizing, uh, what he perceives as desirable is obviously not necessarily what everyone else wants. Um, he cited my sister, who has played League in the past a, a tiny amount, um, that uh, she doesn't find these you know manly monster champs appealing, which is true. Uh, she goes for the uh, the the animal ones, um, Arya, Nivia, you know stuff like that. Um, this uh, tr- uh, the the emailer wanted to uh, pay a huge amount of money to take away representation in the game, uh, which Lord of Sunlight also found troubling. Uh, and then having something uh, that everyone can relate to slash um, simply wants is uh, a really important aspect to the game. Um, so, I, I mean, that's like a very, a very brief summary. Uh, definitely a good response in what we were trying to, you know, touch on if we didn't last week um, in regards to that email. So uh, thank you, Lord of Sunlight. And I, again, apologize. I couldn't read it. So thank you. It's okay, you. Nick. You never have to apologize for not knowing how to read. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, next email, and again, uh, that that email from Lord of Sunlight, I think we're gonna put out in the Discord yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely give it a read when you have a little more time. It's really well thought out. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think he's one. a lawyer, so it makes sense. <laughs> uh, I posted it in one of those like word count things at some point, right? Because it was fifteen hundred words. That's how I knew that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, <laughs> it's like this is like uh to read this. It's like uh written at like a like college level or whatever. <laughs> it's like what is that? <laughs> which is just like, oh, yeah. which is like that's cool. And it's like thirteen minutes of like speaking time, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like well written and like mm-hmm. long, and just like, it's really cool. It's great. Oh, that's, that's yeah, awesome. It's, it's wild because we normally post all of our emails at the end of the show into one of those things, and they say it's like a second. Yeah, they're just <laughs> sticky. <laughs> barely literate so st- <laughs> all of these emails are sticky yeah. <laughs> uh next email from broken banjo hey L. um i was listening to last week's email regarding the lcs format and i heard a good suggestion for a layout from kdrill on his stream his idea would be to turn the west into a form of super league each split would be like normal with each region playing themselves but for playoff have the top four or five teams from both leagues enter playoffs and the best six seven with an msi win qualify for worlds this would allow the west to send its best teams to worlds so if g2 rogue mad and fanatic have a good summer and outshine the lcs teams it'd be better to have four of them represent us but then next year tsm c9 liquid eg and clg might beat the lec teams 
uh, it's only right for them to get more representatives. Just wanted to hear your thoughts on this. All the best, Broken Banjo. Thanks for throwing CLG in there to make me feel a little bit better, Banjo. Yeah, imagine CLG winning game. Can't. Couldn't be me. Couldn't That's be right, me. they beat FlyQuest to, to kick him out of playoffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, I. so would this send better teams from the West to Worlds? Yeah. Um. I, I, I think at that point you're just describing like an early like pre-worlds yeah i i mean i i could definitely see it i just think that like lec and lcs have and probably should continue to be separate regions with their own slots at Mm -hmm. world and i mean if there were maybe more competition between them whether that be like a more robust MSI or, you know, some extra exhibition matches or something to, like, get them more international experience, maybe. But, I mean, if you're going to do this, you might as well just full send and have, like, a, you know, 128-team bracket for Worlds. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't think it should be that extreme. But, I I mean, I think it's a good idea. I, I think it, like... The West sort of loses a little bit of its like, like viewing splendor then, because um, a lot of the super hype storylines are between like interregional, you know, where it's G two versus mm-hmm. Fnatic, like literally the most hype series that we've gotten in a, a, a super long time between those two, um, or you know TSM Cloud Nine Team Liquid, like a- absolute juggernauts like slugging each other out like in in best of fives over over the years. Uh, and and then I think it loses a little bit of of that like, I don't know, sort of like fun, to 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 have that, um, to to have that be replaced by like oh it's TSM versus Mad Lions we'll see, like you, you yeah. know maybe we'll and send think... the best teams but it's not going to be as as interesting I guess. Mm-hmm. I I also think it takes away just a little bit of the like fun that is you know at worlds you're getting to see a lot of these teams face off for the first time or you know for the first time since last world yeah um which i mean obviously there are different levels of well if they played against each other more maybe we'd get a better series but it's also really hard to be like okay you know like finally after all year tsm versus fanatic mm-hmm. like what's gonna happen yeah so and i i think a lot of um uh, it's it's kind of weird to have playoffs against teams that you don't play in the regular season um i, I think if we were to like full send it with playoffs like why not with regular season as well and, and just literally make a, a super league um but I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I just think in a perfect world where like latency wasn't a thing, it'd be cool to have a super league. But I, I don't yeah. think it like works. Like, and mm-hmm. also like I think logistics of people like living in certain spots and all that stuff. But I would be really cool if like say spring split every year was um there was two leagues and it was just like an interwoven league of like the teams from uh, the last year. So it'd be like first EU, uh, second NA, third EU uh fourth na for like a league oh and then that'd the be opposite. cool like and then they're yeah. obviously like once again it doesn't work because all these people would have to fly across the world to different places but if you had a perfect mm-hmm. internet like there's zero latency because like, we have the perfect 
internet in this world that would be such a fucking cool league and then you go back to summer you go back to summer split where it's all na and all eu and they like kind of grind yeah. out for the year and then they play worlds and they go back to like this mixed format that would be yeah. fucking so cool but it just doesn't work like that haha <laughs> bjergsen you'll never expect this forbidden technique i've learned <laughs> yeah. Cool. Speaking of perfect internet, I got fiber this week, boys. Hell it's great. Yeah. Uh, it feels good to be getting pay- uh, speeds that I'm paying for. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, thanks, Banjo. Cool. Um, next email is from Wild. I believe Wild Thane. What's up? LeeCast, it's your favorite resident lantern boy here again for a quick email. I recently threw together a few of my most painful clips from people ignoring lanterns and posted it on the support subreddit. It actually did really well, and reading the replies underneath, it was hilarious. I sent the post to Nick for a laugh, so he has some idea what I'm talking about. But seeing the comments on that thread got me thinking, what other abilities cause a league player the most internal suffering when teammates use it improperly? I know a uh, with a Kench player in the group, this already has a good starting point. Just thought this might generate some fun discussion and even possible ways those me- mechanics' is clarity, uh, the the clarity of the mechanics could be improved. Love the cast as always, guys, and have a good one. Uh, P.S. I've witnessed a, a player nearly cry mid-game before because she eventually realized none of her teammates knew how to use her ult. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, wild thing. I think starting with, like, Kench and Zillion are, like, pretty good ones. Like Yeah. Uh, like... I very yeah. often like thank God like Kench is getting played. That's one benefit of playing like a character that's popular is people learn mechanics like mm-hmm. easier if they're playing against it more. But like the amount of times that I have to like teach people stuff like, hey, I can spit you over a wall, so please don't spit yourself out. Hey, I'm going to all this in, so please don't spit yourself out. Hey, I'm gonna keep you in, walk you away, and then you can spit yourself out. Um like it's just like it makes you very mad, especially with now my ultimate being my big cooldown, like my not just a regular yeah. ability, that someone can waste it. Like, I can eat Nade Carry out of fucking Maltar Alt or something like that, and then they can spit themselves right back into five people immediately, like frame one. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, that's my 80 second cooldown that you just fucking wasted because you're. Yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like that, that's like very, very annoying, but I don't know. Like, that's. I think it's a little different than people not knowing, like, how Lantern works, but it it is frustrating as can be. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I mean, as someone who plays Zillion, obviously there's. A lot of times when people don't play into Zillion Bright as, as as an ally, I think that Thresh is one of the more unique ones. I think Callista and Tom fall into that same bucket of like one big ability that people don't know how to interact with right. Whereas my frustration is more like on Zillion and Oriana that they don't understand the the playstyle shift when they have that character with them or in the game yeah um right because it's not like oh you didn't know how to interact with my ulti because you're not making any choices there really outside of maybe like flashing away from an ability that would have killed you and then the ignite ticks down and kills you once my ulti expires which i mean sure that happens yeah this isn't that game Mm -hmm. um but like the the biggest thing is right like I, i'll call for a ganker and engage and they'll be like no we i can't get into that fight and i'm like no 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 you don't you don't understand leona like you're going to have 99 percent more move speed for five <laughs> seconds yeah you can get in there yeah. or, or like, like zillion start the fight well that's you know that's just not happening yeah no no yeah but like the, people will give up on chases yeah. so much and I'm like, you're Udir, first of all, and you have 99% more movement speed for five seconds. I mean, like, 
nothing can outrun you, man. Like, Colton, that's, like, part of the reason, Nick, you see me do this a lot. When I'm playing Shen, I pre-ult a lot as Shen. Mm -hmm. uh, like, yep. someone's 100% HP, I will ult them, because then they, they're they not going to flash away. They know they if they have a Shen coming, whereas, like, if I ult them at, like, the optimal time where it gives them the biggest shield, they might still burn flash heal, play like shit, disengage, all this stuff. Whereas, like, I'd rather have a suboptimal shield, but, like, at least be on the same page as, like, the player. Like... Yeah, I've played a lot of games with Aiden uh, last split on Shen, and the amount of times I heard, like, I'm ulting on, like, onto someone who yeah. wasn't in comms, <laughs> and then you just get, you just, like, you're pissed. Yeah. Like, well, that's it. My lane's fucking done. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, game's over. GG. I mean, like, yeah, it's like, I can ult bottom when they're getting uh, engaged on, and if they, like, turn and fight it because I ult them and give them a huge heal, we win. But, like, I'll ult and they'll fucking flash heal away. We'll yeah. get nothing. I'll lose top lane, waste my ultimate, and it's like, ugh, it's just, like, I'd rather just use it, like, as an engage tool and make people feel, like, confident, mm -hmm. even though it's, like, a worse way of using the ability. Mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah, or as a zillion player, man, when people, like, flash out and then get my ulti and then realize, and they, like, walk back in right <laughs> yeah. as it's about to expire. Yeah. I'm like, you couldn't have played this anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and first world problems. I hate when I use my, uh, you know, my Leona abilities to help clear the wave, and then you use the, your AoE to proc my passive after the passive is, mark has expired. Yeah. Like, I, I'm trying to help you clear mm -hmm. the wave, and, you, like, it, it's just not, it's not doing yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, or I, I, as a real quick also on Leona, sure. like, I'll sometimes, after kills or something, use my W to, like, get the wave ready, and they cast their ability early, yeah. and I'm like, well, you made me steal this. My W was already cast. <laughs> yeah. You lost these minions for yourself. Yeah, yeah. but uh, again, that's the thing where, like, I'm, I'm sure most people don't know what Leona's passive yeah. is. Like, it's just, it's just not that important. Cool. Thanks, awesome. Wild. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for letting us vent about our characters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next email from Zipaladin. Uh, hey, y'all. Hope you guys are doing well and staying cool this summer. I wanted to write in after an alarming trend I noticed over the last few weeks in some of my matches. Namely, teammates who get mad when you don't do exactly what they want <laughs> and run it down. Uh, the game that sums it up was where our wonderful Yone mid decided he'd have enough of feeding Silas and became a jungler 15 minutes into the game. Yeah. I tried ganking his lane twice, but didn't have much success. So he took it upon himself to forfeit mid and try and steal as many jungle camps of mine as possible. Ugh. At this point, my top laner and I realized, uh, really started laying into him, which was the fatal mistake. I know you're not supposed to flame someone who's already tilting off the face of the rift, but this guy was just insufferable. Naturally, we lost, and when we asked the other team to report him after the match, it fell on deaf ears. Why would you report someone who gifted you a win? Or, why believe someone when you don't see the team chat logs? Hell, half the time your own teammates don't bother reporting if they're queued with the guy, so it feels like a lost cause. Uh, I know I'm far from a good player, let alone a good jungler, but this stuff is ridiculous, especially since it's in norms for the most part. How would you guys handle something like this? It feels like the threat of being reported or temporarily banned carries little weight for many players who either have other accounts or are just simply assholes. Any advice is much appreciated. 
Sorry if this email sounded like a rant, but I've just been feeling the jungle hate quite a bit recently. Here's to hoping it improves. Keep up the great content like always. I think unfortunately in a scenario where like this is happening and you've got someone ready to like end the game for everybody, <laughs> your your best bet is just try to get yourself in the best like mind state. Um, uh, one player has a lot of power within the game to determine how it goes. And if he's decided like you're losing that game, chances are you're going to lose the game regardless of yeah, what it's, happens. It's a lot easier to make a loss happen than to make a win happen yeah exactly so so i think in in that particular scenario where you're guaranteed a loss your best bet is to just like you you know take a step back you know realize that this doesn't happen every single game it's not you know in your control kind of think about what you could have done better Mm -hmm. Uh, not that you know that's realistic in every single scenario you know it sounds like this particular one there there wasn't a lot you could do um but you know, maybe not flaming him or, or I, I don't know, telling him, asking him to come help you with plays or some, I, I don't know, yeah. some mm-hmm. some scenario different from what you did. Report and move on or, is at the end I mean, of the day there's... like the most important thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But potentially, right? Like, yeah, you also could have maybe gone mid and farmed. There's obviously that's going to be suboptimal for both of you. But I think ultimately, um, the best tip I can give you as a jungle main is that when your allies are trolling. Um, and this this strat does require you to have a dual partner. You and your buddy, you go down to Krugs, kill the Krugs, <laughs> and then cosplay as the yeah. Krugs. Classic. And then anytime your jungler comes, who isn't really your jungler, but your mid laner in disguise, you say, no, 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 I'm Krugs Yeah, now. you beat him up. And you beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but honestly, like I, I think this is something that I very much dislike. I'm pretty vocal about it. I don't like babysitting in League of Legends. It's my least favorite part yeah. about League of Legends is... I, I, I'm fine with losing games. I just don't want to babysit my team. I don't want to have to say, hey, you stop flaming you. Hey, go take a timeout. Like, that. that's a very frustrating part of the game. But I also think that me just muting my team and not interacting with them usually, like, helps my mental a lot. There's really not a lot you can do. You just have to trust the system. I know LS and uh, Wicked on Twitter talk a lot about this. Is, like, if someone's, like, trying to fuck you up in Champion Select, like, your only option, really, is you play the game... You, so you either dodge and just, like, do whatever, or you play the game, report them, and trust the system, right? Like, the system's mm-hmm. in place for a reason, and if you don't trust that it works, then, like, I, I feel like maybe you should just... <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're... Maybe the game isn't right for you, right? Like, you have to hope that the game systems work mm-hmm. properly, or else there's, like, more yeah. fundamentally wrong about the game than, like... It's... If you're not going to trust the system, then you're just going to put yourself in a vicious yeah. cycle that, like you continue right like you can stop playing the game you can dodge and when i say stop playing the game i mean stop playing yeah. League of legends or you can dodge that game or you can play it and hope that the system works because otherwise you're just going to be like continually putting yourself in the scenario setting yourself up to be disappointed and angry and that's just gonna like get worse and worse over time. Yeah, you'll eventually become that guy though too so, as well. Like if you if you really don't think mm-hmm. that you can get banned for shit, you'll start just like doing stuff as well, and th- that's not a good cycle. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and you won't, and it won't be cool, funny stuff like pretending to be Krugs <laughs> or standing in a bush because you're cursed, mm-hmm. and you and your buddy are both cursed, <laughs> and you have to wait until the enemy's there so you can transfer your curse. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the Couldn't email. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Couldn't be me either, Nick. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Z Paladin. Yeah. Um, Haley Cast Crew. Oh, this is from Armin. 
Hey, Lee Kaskaru, I've really been enjoying how Riot is creating champs to fill needed roles. Adding Gwen as an AP top lane bruiser and Action as an AD mid lane assassin are really great additions to diversify team comps. I even and even enjoy how they changed my favorite champ, Diana, to flex into the jungle as an AP assassin. With new champions on the horizon, my question is, what kind of champs do you think the game needs right now? Personally, I would like to see more uh, an AP carry specifically made for bot lane, or one that does magic damage by auto-attacking. Or perhaps when they finally decide to rework Shivana, they will make her into an AP jungle bruiser. Would love to hear your thoughts on what the game could use. Thanks again for always answering my emails, our man. I think he actually nailed it right on the head, by the way. Uh, I think yeah? the thing that the game could use the most is having a mage that's purposely designed for bottom lane. Mostly okay. because they, so <laughs> they, they've designed Fine. the role or shifted the role to not be AD carry based anymore. But yeah. I would still say 95% of games are AD carry based. Uh, players right if you're, you're yep. if you play bottom you play ad carries you don't play mages right and i feel like that has limited a lot of players i think with ziggs being like as meta as he is it's made it a little bit better but if they purposely design a mage to be played bottom then i think it starts opening up like oh this person's playing a mage bottom i should play cinder into it or i should do whatever and it starts making yeah. way more people mm -hmm. comfortable playing mages bottom makes supports way more comfortable playing with mages and makes the game just a lot more fun and like uh different every game rather than just playing ad carry support every single game but Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we, we've seen, I think, so many examples of when non-80 carries were just super yeah. good in the bot lane. <laughs> um, whether it be like a duo, you know, Sona Tarek or Sona Seraphine or Garen Yumi. Like, there have been a lot of different iterations, some of them with AP carries, some of them not. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think a, a dedicated AP carry meant for bot lane would be really nice. Even if it's just like from a design sentiment that they'll probably still get played mid if not you know a little bit if you know if not primarily who knows right seraphine was supposed to be primarily a mid laner it's, that's still kind of up in the air for a lot of players mm -hmm. um you know you mentioned one that does magic damage by auto attacking yeah quirky <laughs> and i think about quirky even though he is such an 80 carry like, he's so much of an AD carry that it really sucks that for some <laughs> reason they decided to give that to him. Because, yeah. like, they need to just take that away from him, let him be a caster AD carry, and I think he's a, he fits better in the mid lane, in my mind, than as an AD carry. But then, right, like, let an actual AP character have that, do that, go bottom. Mm -hmm. Um... And right, like obviously you're gonna ha you're gonna run into the issues of like Nasher's Tooth being a ridiculously good item yeah. for that character because on hit builds are busted anyway, even if your character is not meant for it. Um, but no, I think that would be really interesting, and I would I would think it would probably be less of an attack speed character, um, but still you could have their their ability power influence their auto attacks. If not, just have them have a super low cooldown ability, like a Karthus Q or a Cassiopeia E. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think he, he got it as well. It's probably the, the one niche that we're missing. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Armin. Uh, and final email is from the Crag. Not the Krug, like me. <laughs> Uh, what is up my gaming gamers today my email is concerning characters that are lacking in lore i'm a trundle one trick and wish that my character had literally any lore at all the only lore he has is that lazantra gave him his ice club 
and a short story that I will talk about shortly. He's going to shorten the short story. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that I am not the only one who wishes my character was more fleshed out, so I hope all the one-tricks of unpopular characters get some lore from the TV show. Anywho, read this summary of the short story, then tell me you don't want more Trundle lore. Uh, so here, here begins the story. Nick, can I get some sound effects? Aiden, some ambiance, please. Trumble hears that some troll trumble. got... Trumble. 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 Wow. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I, I can read. Uh, Trundle hears that some troll guy is walking around pretending he's king, which upsets Trundle because Trundle is actually the king. So, Trundle goes and pays this guy a visit, if you know what I mean. Obviously, the only thing I could mean is that they have an eating competition. Uh, so, Trundle is hitting this sack in a roll of fat in his stomach. Hiding. What? Is hiding this sack in a roll of fat in his stomach, and he keeps stuffing food in there while the other troll isn't looking. And eventually he grabs a knife and stabs the still hidden sack, pouring out all of the food that he'd stuffed inside. So the other troll thinks that it would be good for him to empty himself to make room for more food, which is the reason Trundle uh, have for stabbing himself in the stomach. So then the other troll proceeds to stab himself in the stomach and die. The end. P.S. In this story, Trundle claims that he made one of the biggest lakes in Runeterra by peeing in a crater. Uh, it sounds like he's got his lore pretty fleshed out. I miss old Trundle lore, yeah. guys. Where like, yeah, he, old Trundle lore was, yeah, was pretty he good. was just he was just yeah. like a troll in a tribe, and their tribe was like had a curse or something like that, like fucked him up. So like they they're like, hey, you're yeah. ugly already, so we're gonna give you this curse, and you're just gonna go away and be lonely. He's like, that's fine, whatever, I'll go away. And then he goes to League <laughs> of Legends. They're like, yeah, um, they gave you the curse, but they're still fucked. And they're like, hey, do you want us to like fix their curse? And he's like, nah, let them suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wait, I thought I thought it was that like they all had like this curse plague whatever thing and that he took everyone's because he was strong enough to Yeah, deal. he had regeneration, but like I think they still like he just yeah. like stopped it for a little bit and they, they all still they got were, it again. I still believe yeah. him. Oh, I think okay. they still That's like wild. got it and they're like, "Hey, we can fix this for you." And he's like, "Nah, fuck it. They're that Nah, screw those guys." I was a, I was they, they kind of just like fucked me up just cuz I was like ugly. That's the main reason. <laughs> but uh-huh. it's now he's king. Yeah. I miss the so old funny. League of Legends lore. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had a good conversation about Jax and his lamppost in yeah. Discord. <laughs> but uh, that is the last email. Thanks again, The Crag, yeah. for that trundle lore. Yeah. And thank you guys for listening. If you want to send us an email, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. Support us on Twitch. Um, or, sorry, watch us on <laughs> Twitch at Blue Basket and at Leadcast Frost. Um, tweet at us at LeeCast on Facebook. We are LeeCast. Visit our website, LeeCastPodcast.com. Join our Discord, LeeCastPodcast.com forward slash Discord. And finally, support us on Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash LeeCast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.